You're hanging out After Hours with Matt Anderson, presented by Inside the Gamecocks. What is up, everybody? Um, welcome into the Late Night Gamecocks show. I am your host, Matt Anderson, and I'm your source for all things Gamecocks After Dark. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight on the show. Um, really excited for everybody popping into the to the channel right now. I think that um, the biggest news, like literally, just broke about three minutes ago. Um, Juice Wells has announced that he will be coming back to South Carolina next year. Um, this news is literally happening right before us right now. Um, Antoine Wells at Juice Wells on um, it looks like Twitter. Um, just posted clear in the air. I'm not playing and not holding out for the NFL draft. I'll be back next year. So literally that post just happened about five minutes ago on Juice Wells Twitter account. Um, if you want to go see it for yourself, um, it's at Juice Wells, um, one word juice, and then replace the E in Wells with the number. Number three, and that is Judas right now, just in in real time with you. Um, let's make sure that this is something that is going to happen. But obviously, obviously, great, great news for South Carolina. Um, you know, next season that wide receiver room was was looking kind of kind of shaky to a certain extent. Um, let's see. Yeah, this um. I got to make sure that this is Juice Wells. I think it's Juice Wells. I don't know. Um, Antoine Wells, YouTube at Juice Wells. Um, I think I think I think it's legitimate. I think it's legitimate. So, Antoine Wells looks like he's coming back to South Carolina. I really want to make sure that this is accurate, though. <laughs> Getting a little nervous here. Um, all right, let's go back. I'm going to check the Big Spur out. Um, as always, if you're not a member of the Big Spur, highly, highly recommend that you join um, as soon as you can. Obviously, this is a big week. It's Clemson week. Uh, Phil and I were just talking about this a moment ago. This is the best week of the year. Um, really, really excited um, that the Gamecocks will be facing off against the team from the upstate. Uh, big, big news. Um I'm getting text messages from people um, right now telling me that it is real. It is Juice Wells' Twitter account. Guys, I don't do that much Twitter. I don't do that much social media outside of sharing a lot of Instagram reels. And I'm, I'm probably one of the most um, frequent Instagram um, reel share in the world. But anyway, Juice Wells is back. Um, that really sets up South Carolina well next year. I wouldn't hold your breath for Spencer Rattler, Rattler coming back. But um, I think that if you kind of read the tea leaves here and what happened in name, image, and likeness, um, there was a sizable donation that has been reported to be $1 million that came in Friday night. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe Juice Wells got a little bit of that, got a little bit of that cash. Um, obviously, South Carolina needs him next season. Uh, Breaking in Lenore Sellers, I think that Juice has seen Lenore Sellers um, up close and personal, and that is taking nothing away from Spencer Rattler. For my money, 
Spencer Rattler <laughs> is um, the very best, the very best um, quarterback to play at South Carolina from a talent perspective. What is up, Matt Anderson? Uh, he threw me for a loop there. Go Cox. Um, what a name. That is that is fantastic. It looks like Phil was just showing um, some Twitter Twitter stuff with Juice Wells. So that's super exciting. Super exciting. Some other exciting things that are that are going on in the Gamecock world right now. We'll talk about football a little bit later, but um, South Carolina got some hardware. Um, they brought hardware back home from the Arizona tip-off. Um, I don't know if you guys stayed awake. If you stayed awake on Friday night, or I guess it was Saturday morning, when South Carolina finally tipped off against DePaul um, in Phoenix at the Arizona tip-off. Um, South Carolina won that game 73-68. to Gamecocks had a nine-point lead at halftime. Um, gave some of those points back in the second half, held on for the victory. Uh, South Carolina, um, just you know, looking at their looking at the box score here. Um, for those who didn't get to watch it live, South Carolina, you know, might have had what could be their worst three-point shooting outing of the season um, against DePaul. They shot five of twenty-one from the three-point line, twenty-three point eight percent. Um, shot pretty poorly from the free throw line, 20 of 34, 58.8%, but had enough resolve to get the win. I think that Gamecocks coming from South Carolina all the way to Arizona, tipping off well after midnight Eastern Standard Time, probably had something to do with those shooting numbers. Uh, Michi Johnson was the story of the game for the Gamecocks against DePaul, uh, 24 points. 7-11 from the free throw line, 1 of 7 from three-point line, but 8 of 16 overall from the field. Um, added five rebounds, two steals, um, only one turnover. Uh, Michi did foul out of the game, so that was interesting. Um, BJ Mack and, and Miles Studi probably had their worst games of the season as Gamecocks, but it was great to see Josh Gray get back in on the action. Uh, Josh Gray had eight points and seven rebounds in that game against DePaul. Uh, Gamecocks ended up out-rebounding DePaul 38-29, which has been something that Gamecocks have done a, a really good job of this season, which is rebounding. Uh, looking at the turnovers, not only did the Gamecocks shoot the ball poorly, but they also had 17 turnovers against DePaul. Not a recipe for success at all, but Gamecocks were fortunate enough to get to get that victory. So moving on to Sunday, and that game did tip off at 7 p.m., uh, much, much better tip-off time. Uh, the Gamecocks uh, beat a pretty good Grand Canyon team, in my opinion. I think Grand Canyon's probably going to have a chance at the NCAA tournament. Probably not as an at-large team, but um, have a really good opportunity to win to win their conference and, and get to the NCAA tournament this season. Um, Grand Canyon got to the NCAA tournament last year. Bryce Drew is their head coach. Um, obviously, he coached at Vanderbilt for a number of years. SEC experience, great pedigree. His dad was a phenomenal college or high school basketball coach. I don't know if he coached college. I think he did coach college as well. Um, so Bryce Drew, which is Scott Brew, Scott Drew's um, brother. Um, we all know that Scott Drew is at Baylor and doing a heck of a good job there. But Gamecocks kind of rebounded um, from that tough that tough um, outing against DePaul. Won the game 75-68. Gamecocks were winning by one point at halftime and ended up outscoring Grand Canyon 45-39 in the second half to get a seven-point win. Uh, Gamecocks got up by as many as, I think, 9, 10, 11 points in that game last night. 
Um, and, and Grand Canyon was pesky. They, um, they definitely, they definitely hung around. I thought that the team showed a lot of resolve in this one as well. Uh, seven of 17 from the three point line. So the Gamecock shot 41.2% from three, 54% from field, from just field goals from anywhere. So very, very respectable numbers and 87.5% from the free throw line. Uh, the story of the game was BJ Mack. Um, for all of BJ Mack's shortcomings, he has had a knack for putting the ball in the basket this year. Um, can't imagine where the Gamecocks would be without their transfers, um, especially um, BJ Mack, Miles Studi, and um, Talon Cooper. Um, those guys have really done a good job for the Gamecocks. I still think that the the super sixth man, Jacoby Wright, is having a major imp- impact at South Carolina. Really happy for that kid. Um, you know, I talked to a lot of folks that, you know, that surround the Gamecock basketball program. I talked to a lot of folks that, um, you know, play college basketball or around the college game. And I think everybody is very, very impressed with Jacoby Wright. Some people say he might be the best pure basketball player on the team, which is um, really cool to see. Uh, Jacoby Wright added 10 points and three assists, um, shot four or five from the field, two for two from the free free throw line. Um, Just Good, good game there. Um, Miles Studi got back on track with 12 points. Um, you know, Miles Studi is probably having his, his roughest stretch from three right now. He started super hot in the season, but um, Gamecocks are, are looking pretty good right now. Um, I did pull up um, the Ken Palm page for the Gamecocks, and I'm getting that. It's refreshing right now. Uh, but the Gamecocks opened the season at Ken Palm, ranked 66th in the country. They are now ranked 58th eighth in the country as of today um gamecocks are projected to go 19 and 12 overall and 8 and 10 in the sec very very respectable numbers from ken palms analytics the gamecocks have the 63rd best offense and the 72nd best defense in the country both of those are above average for a college basketball team and they're doing a really good job um shooting the ball right now um between the grand canyon win and the virginia tech win those are really two great wins for the program to start out. Um, it's exactly what Lamont Paris needed when you think about scheduling this year. It needed to schedule enough games to potentially get some quad two, quad one opportunities, maybe some quad threes, but you know, you just can't lose your quad threes and your quad four games. And and so far the Gamecocks are doing a great job there. Um a little bit of a break, a little bit of a break before November 28th. That's when the Gamecocks will welcome the Notre Dame fighting Irish to the colonial life arena. If you guys can get out there, please, please go support, support this team. Um, if you, if you're a fan of social media at all, or you, you follow the Gamecock men's basketball Instagram page, they are begging. The, the kids are begging the fans to come out and support them and to, to fill, fill the arena up there. They want to sell out. Um, this is a, a team that should be celebrated. Um, South Carolina against Notre Dame. The Gamecocks will be favored in that game. Um, right now, Ken Palm has the Gamecocks winning by 12. They follow that up on Friday, December 1st, with a game against George Washington. And then Wednesday, December 6th, they travel to Clemson, which will likely be the Gamecocks' biggest test of the non-conference schedule. So get out there and support the Gamecocks if you can. Um, so it's a... It's a Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Um, it's, it's I don't know if the game time's been. Let's see if they have the game time yet. Um, Tuesday, November twenty eighth. Let's see here. 
Uh, the game is at 7 p.m. If you're if you can't get there, the game will be on SEC Network, and we'll talk much much more about that game and, and the rest of the non-conference slate um, as the next couple next couple days progress. We'll be back on Thursday night with this show, and then we will obviously be back one week from tonight, and we will talk about everything Gamecock related. Uh, some quick notes here on the men's basketball team before we completely completely move away. Um, BJ Mack is averaging 16 points per game on the season. Michi Johnson, 14.4. Miles Studi, 12 points per game. Jacoby Wright, 9.2. And Talon Cooper, 9 points. Um, Got to highlight Talon Cooper here. He has been, he's just a fantastic basketball player and someone I really enjoy watching play. But averaging 9 points per game, 3.4 rebounds, 5.4 assists, and 0.8 turnovers per game. Just a, a ridiculous, ridiculously small turnover rate for a guy that has the ball in his hands as often as he does. Um, what's up, Xavier? Um, good evening from a chilly Winnetachi, Washington. I think that's Winnetachi. Winnetachi, I'm going with it. Uh, maybe you give me a pronunciation there, but let's see. I'm in Florence, South Carolina right now, and let's look at the weather. The weather in Florence, South Carolina is 58 degrees. So probably a little warmer than where Xavier is at the moment. Um, just to tie a bow here on the on the men's basketball team, um, the Gamecocks are shooting 39.4% from three-point line this season. Um, of players that have taken, you know, number of threes. BJ Mack is 39.1%. Michi Johnson, you know, 27.3, not having his best shooting start of the season, but he should rebound from that. Miles Studi is shooting 50% from three. Uh, Jacoby Wright, 57.1. Talon Cooper, 42.9. And Zachary Davis, 42.9. And Stephen Clark, 50%. I'm sure he is one for two. So Gamecocks are, are playing really, really good basketball right now and excited to watch them play. It's been a long time since we've had a really exciting brand of, of offense, and the Gamecocks are definitely providing that this year. So win Aki. Achi, Winaki. I don't know. Thanks, Xavier. I appreciate it. Um, everyone who knows me knows I'm terrible at pronunciation. But let's um quickly check in on the women's basketball team. I believe that they are playing tonight. Uh, NCAA women. Let's see here. Yep. What's up, Randy? Awesome. Good game, Cox. I agree. Let's see. Are they? Do to do do to do. Um, how about Iowa losing in women's college basketball? Got knocked off by the same team that beat them last year. We do have a final. Um, South Carolina, South Carolina women's team defeated South Dakota State at Colonial Life Arena by a score of seventy-eight to thirty-eight. Um, yeah, girls' basketball team is is looking really good. Um. Cardoso had 23 points, 10 rebounds, and six blocks tonight. This did snap three consecutive games for the Lady Gamecocks, scoring over 100 points. Um, looking around here, let's see if we have any other no no real upsets in the women's in the women's game right now. Well, LSU is is rebounding from their loss the other night, beating Texas Southern 75 to 28. But guess what? They aren't the Gamecocks. The Lady Gamecocks are kicking butt. Um, really quick before we move off basketball, I do want to look at some some men's basketball scores. I saw Kentucky was in a dogfight 
um, earlier. Uh, so Kentucky ended up beating St. Joseph's 96-88 in overtime. Uh, Tennessee did beat Syracuse 73-56. to um, Syracuse is not that great of a team this year. Um, yeah, so Kentucky won 96-88. St. Joseph's took him to overtime in the Wildcat Challenge. So uh, that's men's basketball right now. Let's quickly, um, let's turn our attention over to some recruiting news. Um, the The biggest name right now, and one second, Phil, 78-38 ladies final. Thanks, Phil. Um, yeah, looking at Brian Gregory says Lamont is the guy, Xavier. I'm so excited to have a team that can shoot. Yeah, Lamont is the guy, and Xavier might have Sean Miller, and you know he's doing a pretty decent job there to Xavier. But I am very happy that that Lamont Paris is our men's basketball coach. I was talking um, with my brother actually over the weekend, and just so pleasantly surprised by Lamont Paris, and and especially on his side of it, he was saying that you know he was really surprised by how quickly Lamont Paris is having success, and you know the offense that he's running and. Looks like a really fun coach to play for and just a guy that coaches that, that kids love to play for. So um, that's what my brother, um, his opinion on it is. So I agree with him. Lamont Paris in that in that um, quarter zip pullover doing big, big things. Um, football recruiting, I guess the, the big thing to talk about is Cameron Fountain. There was a report today. Um, uh, Phil Kornblut, who I think is a fantastic at what he does. Um, there might not be somebody who has covered the Gamecocks and Clemson as long as possible. I mean, as long as as long as Kornblut has, he's been doing this for feels like 30, 40 years at this point. Um, Fountain, you know, did say that he was sticking with Southern Cal. Um, I, I'm just going to tell you that it's not just me thinking this, but Steve Wiltfong posted, you know, today on the Big Spur that he thought a flip was coming. I know that JC talked about on his on his show today, um, inside the Gamecocks with um, JB and Phil, that he's not really buying it. Um, a lot of people still think that Cameron Fountain will eventually flip to South Carolina. Just keep monitoring it. I'm before the report from Phil, I would have said ninety percent South Carolina. It was it was a really weird, um, really weird interview to read today. So um, I'm I'm still hearing good things about Cameron Fountain to South Carolina. Um, those of you might remember DJ Braswell didn't even have South Carolina in his final five before committing to South Carolina. I, I don't I don't think that you know Cameron Fountain someone that's going to you know intentionally mislead people. I don't know if this is just um, you know maybe maybe saying something he didn't really really mean to say or didn't think he was saying. I don't know. Um, but I know that South Carolina still feels like they're very much in the game for Cameron Fountain, and we will just have to see how all of it plays out. Um, you know, looking around here, I know that I know that that running back is a is a big thing for South Carolina right now. Obviously, you know, transfer portal is going to be hopefully good to South Carolina this year in that running back room. Gamecock coaches have not given up on Daniel Hill yet. I have not been told that the the details behind the scenes as of this show being recorded. But um, I do know that the Gamecocks feel like they have a plan at running back. Um, you know, when that kind of thing can be released or, you know, pops up on the news feeds, we'll talk about it. But I do think that the Gamecocks are feeling decent about the running back um, position going forward. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's going to be Anthony Carey. I know that Anthony Carey visited a few weeks ago. Maybe it was last two weeks ago. 
for the Vanderbilt game. Um, he de- decommitted from Michigan State today. I don't think it's going to be Anthony Carey. I know that Matthew Fuller is having a fantastic start to his season um, or finishing the season now. Gamecocks really feel like they got a really good one there with Matthew Fuller. Uh, I think he's getting some ranking boostings, bo- boosts across the industry as well. Um, I, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, when it comes to this recruiting class, I mean, I think, you know, I think Quaid, Quaid, um, it, I think Scott, I think it's his last name. Let me find his last name again. Phil might have it for me, but um, Quaid, is it Davis? I don't know why I'm blanking on this right now. Quaid Scott. Yes, uh, Quaid Scott. Um, I think he's ultimately going to flip to South Carolina. I, I think that he is trending the right way and has been for a long time. Um, so he's going to be the guy, the, a guy the Gamecocks are probably going to get on the recruiting trail. I think they're probably still going to get Cameron Fountain. Um, I know that they have um, some other guys they're working behind the scenes, but the Gamecock coaching staff is not going to just take somebody to um, to take to take them this year. They're not just going to take a warm body. the The transfer portal is too valuable right now um, for the Gamecocks just to just to fill a recruiting class. The Gamecocks really like who they have right now. Um, Outside of Braden Lee, I don't think that the Gamecocks have much to worry about when it comes to holding on to these commitments. You know, the last three games have gone a long way. Um, this is now, you know, three Mondays in a row we've had this show, and the Gamecocks are are coming out victorious and on the winning end. Um, I think that that's given some momentum back. I think having all these recruits be able to come back to Williams Bryce Stadium, you know multiple weeks in a row i think that you know they're getting more one-on-one time together more group time together so um this recruiting recruiting class is really good i think when you add cameron fountain uh, maybe when you get quashad in there and you you know maybe you go get a daniel hill or another name that we might not know right now or we can't discuss right now um, i think that when you go grab one of those guys you're probably looking at a recruiting class that when it's all said and done that's probably top 12 in the country just on a player player rating average and that and that's with um the punter Mason that the Gamecocks have in the fold as well. And no disrespect to Mason. Mason is gonna he's a really, really good punter, but unfortunately, punters don't get five star status um when it comes to recruiting rankings. So that number, despite I mean that 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 commitment, despite being an awesome player that's really gonna help the Gamecocks and probably the best punter in the country, is not helping the recruiting rankings. So um really, really excited there. For the Gamecocks football team, I think that you know I'm saying I'm excited because you guys know at, at the end of the day I want the Gamecocks to do well. Um, it's been a lot of fun these last three weeks, and you know I can't think of a better end of the season for what Gamecock fans have had to endure so far this year to get bowl eligible, to have a perfect November, and in doing so, you know get get to knock off Clemson one more year. In a second year in a row, that would be two out of three for Shane Beamer at South Carolina, three for three on bowl games, and you know just some bowl scuttlebutt. Um, if South Carolina is able to get to six and six, then they will be you know the most popular, the most sought after six and six team for a bowl game this season. Um, I don't know that if the Gamecocks lose to Clemson, they will actually be able to get to a bowl game. At five and seven, I know there's been some rumors about that. Um, one of the latest things that was reported today is that Mississippi State might actually have a um, a better a better APR than South Carolina and would get get the nod due to semantics. But um, yeah, so I mean, the Gamecocks probably have to beat Clemson, and we'll talk about that on Thursday's show. 
And looking at this, oh my gosh, wow. Big Red is in the house. You know, Big Red, I appreciate you. You are a very, very loyal, loyal um, YouTube watcher. So I appreciate it, man. Um, Xavier Manley says, I'm also pretty sure Cam said that before it was reported that SoCal fired their DC. Um, Big Red, yeah, we're talking about Juice. The Juice is loose. Um, everyone's excited about Juice Wells coming back. Um, yeah, John, totally agree. Uh, great for Harbor's development as well. Yeah, you, you know, that's a good, that's a really good point, Big Red. You know, Harbor doesn't have to be thrust into the mix as needing to be the number one guy. I think that, look, there might not be a better wide receiver in the SEC than Juice Wells, and that's just facts. And to get him back next year, that is going to be really big for him too, because I don't think the Juice would have been a, you know, top five, top six round pick. I think he probably would have had to go the, the you know sixth round you know seventh round undrafted i think that his injury and you know having to you know not be maybe not even be able to to test for the combine i mean because if he went to the combine and hurt himself he would be probably taken off draft boards i think it's a good move for juice i think that next year's schedule is going to allow juice to um uh, allow juice to be really be able to showcase his skills i think it's gonna be a coming out party for lenore sellers um yeah, <laughs> I'm just laughing right now. Um, Big Red and John are going back and forth about Lenore Sellers. Um, and my best angels of the outfield voice. Can't forget about JP. Yeah, can't forget about JP. Um, so Juice is not, by the way, for those of you just catching up, um, I do not believe that Juice is going to play this weekend against Clemson. I don't think he would play in a bowl game. Um, he is going to get 100% ready for next season is what I understand. So, um. Juice is back like cook crack. Heck yeah. Corey Boyd reference there. Um, love that. Um, I think, I think I had a friend back in the day. Um, his username on like Xbox was Corey Boyd or something. Corey Boyd three touchdown or something. I don't know, but um, he used to yell back like cook crack at everybody he played um, video games with online. So that's awesome. Yeah. Super excited about that. And on the note of football, Let's go ahead and talk about another wide receiver who's doing ridiculously big things for the Gamecocks on the football field. I don't think that any of us in our wildest dreams could have seen Xavier Leggett doing what Xavier Leggett is doing right now. Um, just another great game. He had 94 yards on six catches, two touchdowns. Um, looking at Xavier's stats right now, uh, Xavier now has... 1,187 yards receiving, seven touchdowns on 65 catches. The guy has made himself a lot, a lot, a lot of money um, coming back to school. I think he briefly flirted with going to the NFL last year. I think that he made the right decision. But, you know, second in the SEC in receiving yards, 1187. I'm going to quickly look and see South Carolina football single season records so yeah big red mullins represent um i know that obviously i don't think that xavier's going to be able to get to um you know break alshon Re alshon jeffries um alshon jeffries um 1500 yards or whatever it is but let's see so wikipedia and guys if y'all are on wikipedia right now please don't mess me up with this but um, so receiving receptions. So in a single season, Alshon Jeffrey had 88. Right now, Xavier's at 65. 
Um, looking at single season, Alshon Jeffrey does have the record at 1,517. Xavier Leggett is now second um, all time in single season receiving yards. Um, so I'm not going to say it can't happen, but you know, if the Gamecocks get to a bowl game, then um, Xavier would need. Let's do 15, 18 to break the record minus what he has right now, 1187. So he'd need to average 165.5 yards per game receiving to, to break Alshon's single season record, which I think Alshon actually did that in 14 games because they went to the SEC championship game that year. But yeah, what a season, what a season for, for um, Xavier Leggett. Spencer Rattler just having a phenomenal season as well. You know, looking at the the passing records in a single season, passing yards. Uh, Dylan Thompson has that record with three thousand five hundred and sixty four. Um, so far this year, um, Spencer has three thousand seventy four. I predicted that he was going to break this record at the beginning of the season. Um, hey, hey, he might he might be able to if the Gamecocks get to a bowl game. Um, so just a just a what a what a crazy crazy turn of events with the Gamecocks have had in the last three weeks obviously getting juice back I'm, I'm on cloud nine about that um, so far this year Spencer Rattler has 19 passing touchdowns I don't think he's going to get um, 10 more to break to, to tie that record but I mean if he does if he has a night like he had against Tennessee um, Saturday night in, in Williams Bryce he could potentially get there too um yeah, so just checking up on some stuff here. Um, Big Red says it could happen in another Angels in the Outfield reference. Absolutely. Uh, Craig says um, Xavier is no worse than a top six wide receiver in the draft if he runs a, a sub four or five maybe earlier. Yeah, I, I think I think Xavier is going to run a sub four or five. I think he's a four four guy, um, and you know, he he plays that fast as well. Um, Sam says Gamecocks can and will get to a bowl game. Case closed. Let's do it. Storybook ending, guys. It'd be a storybook, storybook ending. Passing yards off the charts. Can't tell us. S word. Go Gamecocks. Um, yeah. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, Big Red is kind of a um, draft Nick, NFL draft Nick. He, um, he, he goes really deep into the NFL draft. So take his word for, for NFL draftees. Um, over mine, um, Craig. Yeah, we already we already gave a shout out to the quarter zip, um, Paris. That is a fresh fresh pullover. Uh, I need to get my I need to get my hands on one of those. Need to to reach out to Carrie Carrie Rich and see if I can if I can get my hands on one of those. Um, if not, maybe I'll put it on my Christmas list. But uh, going back to the Gamecocks win over Kentucky, we really haven't talked about it at all um, so far on this show. Uh, Gamecocks got up, got out to a quick lead, ten nothing. Um, I really thought that the Gamecocks were going to just blow Kentucky out of the water. Um, you know, we hate that that um, holding that holding penalty when the Gamecocks were down to the Kentucky two yard line, had to settle for a field goal. Um, Could have easily made it a fourteen um, nothing game at that point. Um, Kentucky answered back, and and look, you know, Kentucky's always been a team, as JC says, that wants to put you in their spider web and just lull you to sleep and and just, you know, once you're in the spider web, you can't get out. And, and, and Kentucky tried to do that to South Carolina this past weekend. Obviously, Xavier Leggett was um, 
just a man among boys. Spencer Rattler was a man among boys when, when they needed to be. Uh, Gamecocks end up scoring a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, looking at the play-by-play here, though, and actually I want to look at the box score because uh, the Gamecocks, let's see, Spencer did not have an interception, and the Gamecocks lost zero fumbles. Uh, Devin Leary threw an interception, and Kentucky lost two fumbles. So that's that's three three turnovers to zero. Um, most of the time, you're going to win a game when that happens. I mean, just ask Perry Orth. Next time he comes on inside the Gamecocks, Perry Orth has this awesome formula um, that can tell you when a team's going to win or when when they're going to lose. But I I would you know say the Gamecocks probably had um, maybe three three or four of those five things that Perry talks about all the time. Uh, Devin Leary was Devin Leary. I've been saying this all season long. He was 17 of 34 for 171 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He's a 57% um, pass completion rate on the season. Um, he's just not impressive, and the Gamecocks took advantage of that. Ray Davis didn't have the humongous game that we were worried about. Yeah, he he got loose and got into the end zone on a 31-yard touchdown, but you know he didn't put up that num- the, the numbers he put up against Florida. Uh, Kentucky did have 122 yards on the ground. The Gamecocks only had 50, um, but the Gamecocks just played played really good on defense. I mean, they only had, let's see, they had three tackles for loss and two sacks in the game, but the defense just stood strong all game long. And it was an opportunity. I felt like the Gamecocks probably could have had, you know, another, they probably could have forced another two or three turnovers and maybe taken some of those to the house. Um, you know, unfortunately, like I mentioned earlier, I was not at the game um, this past weekend. I see Sam talking about um, Derude was was at the game, and he had, he had a, a concert before it. Everything looked absolutely electric on TV. Um, hearing the fans, the crowd. For those of you that were at the game, can you kind of tell us what the atmosphere was like? I mean, it was just cool to see him there. Um, Craig, yeah, good. Good point there. We dodged a few deep shots that, that Leary had guys open, but to your point, he's just not that accurate. Um, I don't know if y'all are able to catch the um, the Kentucky Sports Radio guys after the game. Um, on the Big Spur, this got posted. And, um, you know, I try to be as unbiased as I can on this show, but I can tell you right now that the Kentucky Sports Radio guys were hurting after the loss to South Carolina. I, I really thought that they were going to cry, actually. Um but this is just another case where South Carolina, you know, and, and, I, and I was listening to Inside the Gamecocks, and I want to reiterate their point today. South Carolina is a better program than Kentucky. South Carolina should expect to beat Kentucky uh, more often than not. And, you know, that Gamecocks have won now, I think, either three or four out of the last five games against Kentucky. I think it's three out of the last five, you know, outside of the six-game skid. But Gamecocks are 20-14 and 14 and one all-time against Kentucky. Um, it looks like they're going to be the Gamecocks' permanent um, opponent in SEC play going forward. I think that bodes well for South Carolina. I think that South Carolina is definitely on the come up, even despite this this season that that nobody wanted and nobody wanted to be, you know, fighting for you know bowl eligibility the last game of the season. But I think that better things are ahead for South Carolina, and you know, getting Juice back really helps that. I think that. You know, we've all talked about Lenore Sellers, what he did against Vanderbilt, what he did against Furman. He got into the game um, for South Carolina um, this past week, had two carries for nine yards along a five. Um, maybe we're going to see a Lenore's package this week against Clemson. Probably probably talk about that a little bit later um, in the week on Thursday night's show. 
Uh, looking at the play-by-play, though, I always like to kind of kind of look through here. Um, the Gamecocks forced a punt, um, three-play, two-minute and 22-second drive for Kentucky to start the game. Gamecocks then went 11 plays and five minutes and 11 seconds for 69 yards to get the Gamecocks up 7-0. Um, forced another punt for Kentucky, three plays, negative 12 yards. Uh, Gamecocks then got a field goal, 12 plays, 51 yards. They probably should have scored a touchdown there. Um, Kentucky did answer with a touchdown of their own, 12 plays, 75-yard drive. Um, and that was the end. Uh, that was, let's see, 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. It was kind of a boring game the rest of that first half. Gamecocks did force two turnovers, but weren't able to capitalize on them. Um, second, yeah, second half, Gamecocks went punt. Um, Kentucky scored a touchdown. They traded punts for a while. Gamecocks ended up scoring that last touchdown on a nine-play, 74-yard drive that took five minutes and 32 seconds off the clock. Um, third and nine of the Kentucky 17. Spencer hit Xavier Leggett for a 17-yard touchdown to give the Gamecocks the lead. Gamecocks forced a punt on Kentucky's next possession. Gamecocks had to had to punt themselves um, back to Kentucky, but then the forced a fumble. Um, Gamecocks just played they, – they, they played well enough to win the game. They didn't play well enough to dominate the game. I'll put it that way. But a win is a win is a win, and the Gamecocks will definitely take it at this juncture of the season. So looking around in the chat box here, um, yeah, we got, we got a lot of NFL draft talk here. Um, Craig was just listening to group of six. Yeah, um, Big Red's going in on the draft class for wide receivers. Um, blah, da, 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 da. Craig, those procedural penalties are going to drive me drive me crazy. Um, look, we'll talk a little bit about Clemson here just because I, I think that we have to. Um, this is a – we only get this week one week out of the year, so we're going to celebrate it. Look, I, I'm not taking anything away from Clemson. Um, Clemson has gotten off the mat. Um, you know, Tyler, I guess, sparked something in Dabo and sparked something in the team. If you want to believe, um, Clemson fans, uh, but you know, don't take, I'm not taking anything away from them beating North Carolina. Obviously the Gamecocks couldn't do that to start the season. Um, I think that even the most biased Clemson fan could, could have seen a scenario where North Carolina was winning the game 21, nothing, um, early in that game against Clemson. Um, had a couple of just fluke things that happened and not fluke. I mean, what happened on the field happened and, and, and that's it. Um, but you know, it's not very often that you see a guy fumble going into the end zone. It seems like it's happening more and more right now that took seven points off the board. I think that there was an interception and there was a couple other weird things that happened in that North Carolina Clemson game. Um, it kind of felt like North Carolina had the shoe on the other foot, like we had against them to open the season. Um, Georgia Tech's a decent enough football team, but there's not much credit that, you know, I don't, I wouldn't give any team or in the country, even teams not named Clemson for, for beating Georgia Tech and then Notre Dame game. Um, they answered, they answered and good, good on them. I think that you know, we're probably seeing the best version of Clemson right now. Um, maybe both, both sets of teams are peaking at the right time between South Carolina and Clemson. I, I don't think that Clemson is going to want to put the ball on the air very often against South Carolina this week. I think that they're going to try and run the ball. I think I saw that Clemson had 55 
um, rushes this past week against North Carolina. Um, this is going to be, this has the potential to be a, you know, fourth quarter game, just like the Gamecocks had against Kentucky this past week. I think that, you know, the Gamecocks obviously have to avoid, you know, stupid turnovers, pick sixes. Um, you really just, they're, they're not good enough yet to, to be able to shoot themselves in the foot on a drive or two and hold Clemson down. Like you cannot make those mistakes. Clemson has always been a team of momentum. When you let Clemson get momentum, they are going to make you pay for it. Um, I don't know what the answer is to sell out to stop the run. The Gamecocks haven't been that great at it this year. Uh, you know, Clemson has a lot of turnovers this season. You know, is that something where the turnovers are just going to stop now? Um, maybe they, you know, the law of regression states that you know they're not going to turn it over three or four times this upcoming weekend to South Carolina. I know that the stadium will be electric. I know that Gamecock fans are going to be loud. I think there's going to be a lot of Clemson fans there. Uh, Clemson usually brings about eight to 10,000 fans every year to South Carolina. And that's no different this year. Uh, they would, they would, Clemson would absolutely love to stop the Gamecocks from bowling this year. Clemson's not going to the ACC championship. They're not going to a New Year's Day bowl. They're not going to the college football playoffs. This is their championship this weekend. And if you don't think that Dabo and the Clemson staff is preaching that message and wanting to embarrass Shane Beamer in South Carolina, then you are, you're mistaken. That's, that's what they want to do this weekend. And South Carolina has to go out there and earn it. Just absolutely earn it. Um, we'll make predictions later in the week. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, for Gamecock fans, like I said earlier, this is the best, the best possible outcome to the season. Um, yeah, if Gamecocks lose, it's going to absolutely be terrible, and it's not going to be fun, and we're going to have to hear about it for 365 days. Clemson might be the worst team in the in the in the history of their program this year, and they stopped the Gamecocks from going bowling, and they they beat South Carolina. So nobody wants to hear it. Everybody that's on this show is hoping that the Gamecocks find a way to get it done. I know I am. Um, so we'll see what happens and we'll um we'll break that game down in, in more detail on Thursday's show. Um looking at this right now, yeah, Big Red says Tyler ain't real. Uh I I know Mike Morgan thinks Tyler's real. I'll trust Mike Morgan on that stuff, who's been doing this for a long time and actually been a part of those coaches' calls. Um, I'll trust Mike on that one. Um Sam says the Clemson game is looked forward to more than Christmas. It, it really is. Um, you know, a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things, the, the older you get, um, you know, you, you just, you want bragging rights over your friends and, you know, you can, you can have a great Christmas and have a great Christmas with family, friends, loved ones and all that. But, you know, I know that I, I look forward to the Carolina Clemson game more than Thanksgiving because I see my family and I love my family, but I want the Gamecocks to beat Clemson. Uh, Big Red says that um, Fawali is uh, female Allen Iverson. Yeah, Kyrie Irving, Allen Iverson, definitely. Uh, Craig says she plays like a dude, and that's a huge compliment. Yeah, she moves different. She absolutely does. Um, Craig says Shipley and Moffa scare me. Yeah, they scare the crap out of me too. Um, there, I think that individually they're really good running backs. I, I, I think that Clemson's offensive line has gotten better as the season has come along, but they're by no means a great offensive line. Uh, it's going to be loud in Williams-Brice Stadium, and I think that 
you know, the same way that Clemson's had a heck, had a whole bunch of home games lately. So is South Carolina. South Carolina just gets the benefit of the game being in Williams Bryce Saturday night. Um, before we before we hop off uh, the show tonight, does anybody have their their own predictions for the South Carolina Clemson game this weekend? Um, no, no men's basketball this weekend. I don't know the women's schedule. I know they play tonight. Um, but anybody got predictions on on y'all's end for South Carolina Clemson football game? Give y'all a couple minutes. I'm actually, as we're talking, I'm checking the Monday night football game. Um, see what's going on. I I'm holding on to a small, small lead in my League of Gamecocks fantasy football league. I don't know if Mean Dean Machine is playing or is watching tonight, but um, we have been in an absolute dogfight, so you got to check that out. Um, let's see here. Okay, so I'm up by 21. I have Isaiah Pacheco and Devontae Smith, and he has Jalen, um, or not Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. I want to say Jalen Warren. Um, Craig says everyone on Corn Blue show tonight picked Clemson. I think that's going to be the popular thing to do, Craig. I think that Clemson's favored by seven and a half for a reason. I don't think you're going to see a lot of people picking South Carolina. I'm under. I don't know who I'm going to pick. I'll just be honest with you guys. Um, my heart says South Carolina, but I, I don't know. I, I it's going to be, it's going to be something. We'll we'll just have to see. Um, let's see. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Phil's giving me updates on the on the Monday night football game. Um, everybody pull for Phil. He needs AJ Brown to score 3.4 more points than Rashi Rice tonight. So um good vibes your way, Phil. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, with that being said, that, that's really all the time we have tonight. We we try to keep this to to you know right around 45 minutes. Um, really quick before we go. Craig says, see my turnover stat up in the chat earlier. I'm going to go look for that, Craig. Um, Craig, good chat there. Craig says, 10-0 now at home when we get at least a turnover, 0-3 when we don't. So I'm assuming that's in the Shane Beamer era. Is that is that correct, Craig? Shane Beamer era? Um, yeah, turnovers are a big, big, big deal. Really big deal. Um, got to get them. I think that the Gamecocks will have an opportunity. Um, the Clemson running backs have put the ball on the ground and, and the Clemson quarterback K Klubnick has put the ball in harm's way a lot this season. So let's, let's find a way to get some turnovers. Um, thanks Craig. Craig says 10 and no at home under Shane Beamer when the Gamecocks force at least one turnover. Um, so guys, um, happy Thanksgiving. I'm really excited for everyone to, to have time with family and friends. Obviously we, we love having um, big Saturday um, when the Gamecocks and Clemson will renew their rivalry under the night, under the lights and Williams Bryce um, guys. I really appreciate you joining me as always, you know, this, you guys give me the most valuable thing you have, which is your time. I never ever take that for granted. So thank you guys for being here tonight and gals for all the, for all the ladies out there um, go Gamecocks. And we will all get together on um, one week from today. And hopefully you'll be celebrating a Gamecock win. Go Cox and talk to you all soon.